0: I got one for you. And it was confirmed through that word that Brother Wayne gave today, the the Holy Ghost through Brother Wayne, and and some things that uh, Sister Laura brought up. I mean, it was just all confirming. I looked over to Elizabeth. I said, Elizabeth, that ties right into what I'm speaking. She goes, I know I got goosebumps. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. I love the presence of the Lord. Well, if you have your Bible, open them up to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10 verse 37 through 38. I'm kind of spinning off a little bit on what I touched on last week. What I touched on last week, the message the title of my message today is in pursuit of the cross. In pursuit of the cross. And it's interesting how the Holy Ghost through brother Wayne was talking about crucifying that old man, crucifying the flesh. Amen. Oh, God's looking for people who are in pursuit of the cross. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, Matthew chapter 10, 37 through 38. It says, he who loves the Father, Jesus said this, by the way, he who loves loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. How many of you figured out that we live in a kingdom that's totally opposite of the world system? Amen. Amen. The world says exalt yourself to be promoted. God says humble yourself to be promoted. Amen. The world says get back at your neighbor. They punch you, you punch them. They, and the word of God says if you get slapped in the cheek, turn the other. Are you hearing me? How many have figured out the kingdom of God is is opposite of the world? Amen. God's looking for his people, for people who are willing to pursue the cross. Now last week I made this statement that many Christians want a crossless Christianity. They want a crossless Christianity. They they just, they want the easy route. They want to go the easy route. it, It hurts too much to deal with the stuff in their life. Amen. They want a crossless Christianity. Many Christians are running away from the cross rather than pursuing it in their walk with Jesus. See, how many of you want to see a supernatural move of the Holy Spirit in this place and in this area and around the world? How many want to see miracle signs and wonders? Oh, hallelujah, I do too. But you know what? It comes down to this, that Christians, many Christians aren't willing to take up the cross. They aren't willing to pay the price to see that come to pass. They just aren't. They want to see the glitz and the glamour of it, but to get there, forget it. Let's let's leave that up to pastor. Come on. Let's leave that up to those who are in the full-time ministry. God never designed it that way. Amen? That's just a a man-made thought there. Well, what is the price, you ask? What is the price to see a move of God like that? The price, the cost, is everything. Your entire life. Your entire being. And listen, when you're in pursuit of the cross and you start to embrace the cross, the old rugged cross, you're bound to get a sliver or two. Your, your flesh it's going to get a sliver. It's not going to be a comfortable thing. How many of you figured that out by now? When, when you're in the middle middle of doing your will, you're, you you want to do something that you want to do and the Holy Ghost taps you on the shoulder, he speaks to your heart in that still, small voice, and he says, I want you to go lock yourself in that in that room and pray for an hour. But but the football game, oh, I want you to come away, come away. There's something I want to do in you. There's something I want to do through you they run away from the cross rather than pursue the cross. Are you hearing me? Come on, take hold of this. I know this is a word from the Holy Ghost. And I know, that I, I know that this body of believers, we are on the verge of a spiritual tsunami of God's glory. How many of you sense that? I mean, I'm telling you, we are going higher and higher. Oh, I love the praise and worship. Hallelujah. It's taking us higher. But listen, Taking up the cross as a true committed Christian, a true committed follower, disciple of Christ, is a requirement, not an option. It's not an option. Unless you just come to church wanting to play the religious country club game. And you know what? You can do that. You can do it. But you know what? You might be the one on Judgment Day where Jesus said, Depart from me. I never knew you. Are you hearing me? It's sober. It's sober. That's a drink. It's sober. It's a sober message. But it's got to be preached. The Bible says that in the last days, many will come with itching ears and they'll heap up teachers for themselves that's going to tickle their ears. Oh, they just want to hear all the good stuff. But boy, you show a Wednesday night video that where they're talking about the biblical relevance of hell, they don't want to come on Wednesday. Are you hearing me? We need the full Word of God. We need to know what the Word says, even if it isn't comfortable, even when it takes us out of our comfort zone. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you know what? Many people come, it's a, just a religious thing, they put on a suit. They put on the tie, and they come in, gather with some cliques, and uh, sing a couple songs. That's it. They go out in the world. You can't distinguish them between them or the devil. You can't distinguish them from a born-again believer with the life of God on the inside of them from an unbeliever. There's a disconnection. Are you hearing me? There is a disconnection in the body of Christ and so many many people are deceived. They're deceived. That was the Pharisees' problem. They wore the best looking robes and clothing. But Jesus, you know what Jesus, man, Jesus had a way of just bringing the point home, didn't he? Oh man, he just really, he really uh, threw the one-two punch at them. He said, you're full of dead men's bones. He told the Pharisees that. And here they're all puffed up because, man, they got their doctorate degrees. Man, they got so much education. Boy, they think they they got it all. Except for the Holy Ghost. Except for a heart that's pursuing God. Are you hearing me? I don't care how many degrees you have. I don't care if you have more degrees than a thermometer. If you don't have a heart that's going after God, you're wasting your time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now look, Matthew 23. Matthew 23. See, so much of the world worldly thinking has crept into the body of Christ. Are you hearing me? Some of these cemeteries out there, I mean seminaries. (laughs) I'm serious. It's terrible some of this stuff that they're teaching. It's nothing more they're raising nothing nothing up except for Pharisees. I'm telling you are you hearing me god wants people who's ready to pursue the cross who has a heart after him in deuteronomy 5 29 god said oh i wish they had such a heart in them that they would fear me that they would love me and keep my commandments hallelujah matthew 23 27 and 28 listen to this jesus said this to the pharisees he said woe to you scribes and pharisees hypocrites for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside you're full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Come on, how many of you know, you can, you can walk through these doors. You can come in here, all dressed up nice. And you can put on a show. And you can fool people, can't you? Oh, well, absolutely, you can, sure. And you know, I, I'm I'm fearful of this. Many times, people look at an individual at how they're dressed and 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 stuff, and, and they judge. Oh, they must have the anointing by the outward appearance. Are you hearing me? We, we just so much junk has crept into the body of Christ, and the Holy Ghost is cutting away this junk. And we need to get down to the heart level of our walk with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Now, it's great when a person gets born again. It's the greatest miracle that takes place in an individual, ever. When that sin nature in their spirit man is washed away by the blood of Jesus and the Holy Ghost comes in. That individual receives the life of God. It's called in the Greek the zoe, the life of God on the inside of their spirit man. But let me clue you in at what else happens that knocks some Christians off of their feet. You want to know what happens when you got born again and when a person gets born again? An internal war begins to rage in that individual. I see people shaking their heads. You better watch out. You're going to have to go to the chiropractor tomorrow. (laughs) I'm telling you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. An internal war begins to rage. Your spirit man against your fleshly nature now. Oh my goodness. The war begins. The war begins. The Word of God says that Christ, as as Christians, is being formed in us, Galatians says. He's being formed in us as Christians. We are being conformed to His image. Anyone read that before in the Word of God? We're being conformed into His image. Sometimes the Holy Ghost has to get that that pick out, that chisel out and hammer, and he's knocking some things off of our life to conform us to the image of Christ. Because I'll tell you right now, every person here, you have not, me, anybody here, anybody listening on the internet around the world right now, you have not arrived yet spiritually. And you won't arrive until you're in heaven and you see Jesus face to face, the Bible says. So don't tell me that you don't have junk in the trunk that needs to be dealt with right now. We all do. We come to church with with masks all the time. That's what it is. We just come to church with masks. How you doing, brother? How you doing? Oh, wonderful. Great. While they're having suicidal thoughts all week. Are you hearing me? Come on. Let's unmask ourselves. Let's unmask ourselves. Let's get real. Let's get down to the hard issues of the thing. Look, if you can't trust your brother and sister in the Lord, there's a problem. Some people you can't trust in the body of Christ, which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But the Word of God says that Christ is being formed in us as Christians. Here, let me give you just kind of a picture here. When you got born again, the Holy Spirit came in. Just picture the Holy Ghost walking in. He he comes up to the door of your heart. He comes in and he, whoa, whoo, there's some junk in here I got to rearrange, I see. Amen. <laughs> hey get a picture of this. No, I'm serious. Uh, someone's, there's a thing called salvation settles it all thing. Well, salva- your salvation, uh, your freedom in life, it's a process also. Amen. So the Holy Ghost comes up to the door of your heart. He opens the door and oh man. Woo! Yep. I see what i got to rearrange here. i got to put this over here. i got to move. Man there's a lot of things out of order here. Are you following me? The internal war begins. The question is are you going to participate with the Holy Spirit to make those changes in your life? Come on now. He's look, it's a partnership with the Holy Spirit. He wants to clean some stuff up in your life. He wants to put some stuff in order, but he needs your help. And if we're going to see a move of God like we want to, there's a preparation stage going on right now. I'm talking in your life personally, in our midst corporately, and as a whole as the body of Christ. Amen? See, the Holy Spirit will reveal things in your life that need to be dealt with. But what are you doing with it? Are you willing to embrace the cross and say, okay, I know this isn't going to feel good. This is not going to feel good, I know, but it's for my best. It's, it's for God's best. Because let's face it, when you're holding on to something that's not pleasing to God, you're hindering God's kingdom from moving forward. Amen? Yes. It's not just about you. It's about the work that needs to be done through you on this earth for Jesus. See, it's not all about you. So when the Holy Spirit shines the light in the dark areas of your life, a lot of people have a tendency to draw back and harden your heart. In fact, the book of Hebrews says, today, if you will hear His voice, don't harden your heart. Now, I found this out. When God tells you, or tells you to do something, He knows that there's a temptation to do that thing that He's telling you not to do. Are you following me? Think about this. When he says, today, if you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. There's going to be a temptation for you to harden your heart when he speaks to you. Getting kind of quiet in this Presbyterian church right now. <laughs> Come on. Amen. Amen. See, now here's another thing that we have to learn. Sometimes we need to hear the voice within the voice. And sometimes the voice of God comes through the voice of your spouse. Sometimes the voice of God will come through your pastor. Sometimes the voice of God will come through your college professors. Or your high school teacher. I'm telling you, are you hearing me? Sometimes, we're always waiting, people always say, well, no, well, I'm waiting for the Holy Ghost to tell me that himself. Well, you, you, you missed it then, because you got to hear the voice within the voice sometimes. Right. Amen. And chances are, by the time it came through someone else, the Holy Ghost has already been dealing with you anyways on it, and you just haven't been budging, so it came to the point where there had to be an outward rebuke of something. Are you hearing me? Oh, this is good preaching. I'm telling you. I know. You hate me today, you'll love me tomorrow. Trust me. Hallelujah. You'll love me when you start dealing with your junk and you notice the chains are coming off in life. Oh, man, I'm telling you. When you realize it's not about religion, it's about relationship with Jesus, and you got to deal with some stuff, you'll come back and you'll thank me. I'm tell- I know it's a hard message. It's not fun. But it's needed. Are you willing to pursue the cross, or are you running from it? You know, a new Christian, here's one, a new Christian gets pricked in their heart about the people maybe they're hanging out with. They know they're hanging with the wrong crowd. They're convicted about it. But they just aren't willing to pay the price and take up the cross and follow Jesus. They want to stay in the flow of the world system. Amen. Or when persecution comes for naming the name of Jesus Christ, they run in the other direction. Oh, come on. I'm telling you, expect persecution. If you're going to live a holy life for Jesus, the way the Bible intends us to live, just expect persecution from people. Jesus said the world's going to hate you. My question is, if they're latching onto you so hard, is there any? I, I mean, are, are you? Is there something that needs to be tweaked here where you need to get more on the side of Jesus? Are you hearing me? Mm-hmm. It don't mean that you just go out and just tick them off or no. I'm not saying that. But come on, when you're in the world and, and they're talking about their Harry Potter books and stuff, what are you just doing? Sitting there and just laughing with them, or you saying, you know what, that stuff's witchcraft? That's right, that's right. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Amen. I'm getting practical here, getting on a practical level. Or Are you just going with the flow? Who told you, as a Christian, that being a Christian, who told you that it didn't cost you anything? Come on. Who told you that it, didn't, it wouldn't cost you anything? Just come in. It won't cost you a thing. Who told you that? The Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, said it this way to the Galatians who had this problem. He said, who has bewitched you? Who deceived you into believing another gospel? What was that other gospel? That you can go out and live like the devil. You can do your will, forsake his will, and just be excited to roll through the pearly gates one day. Paul said, who told you that? You were deceived. Because Jesus said, you got to take up your cross. What's it mean? It means forsake your will and pick up his will and go with it. In fact, it, it, Jesus didn't say just take up the cross. He said take it up and follow me. I, I that just got illuminated to me. Amen. Oh, take it up and follow him. I it's not going to be the easy way, but it's the it's the only way. It, here's the and I said this last week. Think about this now. All right, so you're hearing this message, and you think, hey. You know, that doesn't sound too comfortable. I don't know if I like this Christian thing. Okay, fine. What's your alternative? Go back in the world and be, and then when you take your last breath one day, you're just going to be in hell for eternity. What are you going to do? Is it worth not embracing the cross? Come on. Amen? Think about it. Where are you going to go? Peter said it this way to Jesus. Jesus said, all these people forsake me. Are you going to forsake me, Peter? He said, Lord, where would I go? Where would I go? Where?" And my question is, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Amen. 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 It does cost you something. It costs you your whole life given to Jesus. That's what it costs you. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. And this isn't just a problem with new Christians who get freaked out and run the other way when persecution and that comes. You know, many, many older Christians to this day refuse to deal with the sins and weights in their lives. The Holy Spirit's asking this question, who is willing to pursue the cross at any cost? Who's willing to pursue the cross at any cost? Uh, Ron Luce at Teen Mania, Bill was, Bill was telling me about, at stadiums like Ford Field, just packed out with 60,000 uh, kids. Ron Luce was doing an altar call, and he said, those who want Jesus, those who want to be sold out to Jesus, I want you to lift up your hand when I count to three, and I want you to say, I want the cross bill almost the whole uh, everyone in ford field and i'm talking teenagers some 40 50 60 70 80 90 year old people haven't done that yet what's the what's the problem so kids all over ford field are going i want the cross i want to embrace the cross Because they have more of a revelation of the cross than some older Christians who've been Christians for 20 or more years. More of a revelation. More of a hunger. Think about that. That's staggering to me. And I'll tell you right now, this process of embracing the cross, dealing with with the junk in your life, the baggage, can be hindered or promoted depending on if you're connected with a local church that preaches and teaches the full gospel message. Those, Most of those Christians I'm talking about who are clueless come from churches that are not Spirit-filled churches, that are not preaching the full Word of God. You know, the the biggest thing in, in expectation that they're looking at is, Oh good, when I die, I'll be in heaven. And God's looking down at them saying, You know, my child, I love you. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be up here in heaven, but you know what? I got something for you to do right there. I got peace for you down here on earth. I got joy for you on earth. I got provision for you on earth. And they totally miss everything and the blessings that God has for them right here and now. And it's all because of wrong teaching of the word of God. Hosea, my people, Perish for lack of knowledge, the Bible says. And that's God saying that in there. He said, my people. He didn't say the world perish. The sinners perish because of lack of knowledge. Right? He said, my people. Believers. Christians. You and I. You and I. Well, maybe God gave you that cancer. No, he didn't. Jesus took it upon himself on that cross and by his stripes you're healed, the Bible says. The issue is you've got to learn how to tap into the healing power of God. Amen. come on Saturday to the healing service. It's going to be good. Holy Ghost always shows up in a special way. but listen, you know I know Christians who they, they they've been believers for twenty years or more, but they went to a church that didn't preach the full gospel message, and their spiritual growth was hindered in fact, some of these these churches believed in that abortion is okay they believe that homo- the sin of homosexuality uh, it's okay and they're ordaining, ordaining gay ministers folks it's an abomination Where did who bewitched them just like Paul said who deceived you into believing such or another gospel You know, Galatians talks about that you can make another Jesus. You can actually make another Jesus in your mind and and not believe the Jesus of the Bible. Paul told them, the Holy Ghost through Paul said, "You're, you're believing on another Jesus. This isn't the Jesus I've been preaching. This isn't the Jesus of the Bible. Who did bewitch you? Who is bewitching all these Christians out there who are being deceived? Amen? Yeah. Come on. Folks, we got, we got work to do on this earth in the body of Christ. You need to take what you hear from the, uh, from the inside here and you need to shout it on the rooftop. Amen. Are you hearing me? You need to go to some of those Christians who go to these churches that believe in all this trash of abortion, and, uh, which is murder, and, and sin of homosexuality, and all that stuff, which is just a slap in the face of God. A whole two cities, Sodom and Gomorrah, were destroyed for the sin of homosexuality. And don't tell me that God puts His stamp of approval on it. Amen? Amen? So some of these Christians, and I was one of them, one day I gained some knowledge that the power of God is still moving on the earth today. God was merciful enough, He sent a laborer into my path. To tell me that God's power is still flowing today, that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for today, that spiritual gifts are still for today. Are you hearing me? Deliverance is still for today. Yeah, you know, I found out that the Holy Ghost is not just a title used in water baptism service, but that He's a real person and He wants a relationship with you. Oh it's it's scary when people reject the holy ghost when Christians are rejecting the holy ghost. Are you hear me? Because I told you this before I see new faces so I'll say this again. The Holy Spirit is the only one on the face of this earth out of the th- out of the Godhead, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. The Father and Son, the Father and Jesus are up in heaven, and the Holy Spirit is the one who's on this earth right now. So you reject the Holy Ghost, you're on your own. You're on your own. Amen? I don't know about you, but I want to team up with the Holy Ghost. I want to be open to what He wants to do in my life. I want to be open to Him rearranging my furniture. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. So when these Christians get into spirit-filled churches, I'm not just talking about Revival Christian Center. Forget it. I'm foolish if I were to think that this is the only good church in the area. It's not. It's one of them. (laughs) It's not. But listen to me. When these Christians get into spirit-filled churches, boy, and they're learning this, uh, they just begin to bloom. Are you hearing me? Have you seen them? Boy, I've seen them here in this church, this congregation. Man, it's powerful to see what the Holy Ghost is doing. Why? Because they get in an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit's free to minister to them. That's That's where it's at. That's where it's at. When you're in an atmosphere where the Holy Ghost... Oh, is moving. Someone, you bring in someone from one of those churches, sit them in here for two mo- a month or two. I guarantee you, there's going to be a change on the inside of them. You can't be where the Holy Ghost is, has been moving in our services and not get touched, not get changed somehow, some way. Even if that change is you leaving out here grouchy as ever because the presence of God is shining the light on the junk in your life. And it's uncomfortable. How many of you have been there before? Yeah, a- absolutely. It's not always fun. You might walk out of here one day and like, oh, you just feel uncomfortable, you know? Well, it's because the Holy Ghost is trying to do a work in you and, and, and there's a part of your flesh that doesn't want to go there. Hey, Amen? Maybe you're hearing something in this message and you you just can't wait to get out of here, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, You it's like, oh my goodness, come on. I got to beat the Baptist in the uh, buffet line. Come on. Sorry, I don't think we're going to do it today. But listen, you're not always going to feel comfortable. The prophet Isaiah, when, the glory, when he seen the glory of God, when he was in the presence of God, what did he say? I, said it, I read it last week. He said, woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. That's, that's the, Isaiah the prophet for crying out loud. A spokesman of God. I'm a man of unclean lips. How much more when we get in His presence is it going to shine the light on the areas of our life that we need to tweak? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you getting something from this today? Now, the local church that you are connected with sets your spiritual climate and temperature. It's an atmosphere thing. Uh, Now, of course, it's up to each person personally, your personal walk, but I'll tell you what, if you're in a place where the Holy Spirit's free to move, it's set in a standard. It's set in the climate. Are you hearing me? Um, I, I wanted to bring this up also. You need to understand this. And this needs to be in, taken into consideration when an individual's looking for a church or whatnot. And I'm talking to people on the internet too because li- people tune in on the internet. They can listen to the messages anytime on demand. But when you're looking for a church, you need, to, uh, you need to understand this. The church that you call home, you are partnering with that local body and with that leadership. You're partnering with them. It's not just, oh, th- I just show up, yeah, I just show up, okay, yeah, I just go every once a week, twice a week, whatever. I just-. No, you're partnering up with that, l- with that body of believers and with the leadership. You are putting your, your, you and your family's spiritual well being under the umbrella of that leadership, in the hands of that leadership. And that's very important. I mean, I'm serious. It's very important. You seek the Lord on it yourself. I can tell you, I mean, I ask Elizabeth, I'm in here, I pray all the time. I'm praying in the spirit, I'm praying with understanding, and I'm praying for you guys all the time. It's, I mean, I'm telling you, it's when you connect with a local church you're putting yourself under that umbrella umbrella of that leadership. Starts from the head down. Go ahead and you can read Psalm 133 where it says the anointing started at the head of Aaron and it rolls down, goes from the head down. So it's very important where you're placing you and your family under. Amen? Now, um, here's, here's, here's some wisdom right here. If you don't trust the leadership... And the beliefs of the church where you are attending, you have no business attending that church every week. Nope, you don't. You don't belong there. First off, all you're going to do is just continue. You're just going to make strife in the body. There's no agreement. And when there's division, it hinders the flow of the anointing in your life. That's why you better seek the Lord quick and find out where he wants you. And I'll tell you, I mean, if you don't trust me, I don't want you here. If you don't trust me, I don't want you here. I don't want your money here. Are you hearing me? It's doing no good for you. And I care more about you than the stinking money that comes in. Amen? Amen. So if you don't trust your leadership or the leaders, you don't belong here. Amen. Say amen, somebody. All right. But God is looking for committed Christians that are in pursuit of the cross at any cost. Where are the Christians that desire to be in the house of God for prayer? Where are they? Where are the Christians that desire to pray? Where are the Christians that desire to minister to the Lord in praise and worship more than 20 minutes? Where are they? Where are the Christians that don't look at their watch every five minutes? Where are the Christians that want intimacy with their Heavenly Father? Where are the Christians that are willing to throw out those occult movies and books? Where are they? Where are the Christians that care enough about their walk with God that they will do what it takes to love and take care of their spouses and family members? Amen. Where are the Christians that love God enough to stop causing strife in the body of Christ? Where are they? Because I'll tell you what, so many Christians walk around and say, I love God, I love God, while their horizontal relationships are a mess. They're going around saying they hate their neighbor, but they're saying they love God. God says, "No, nope. disconnection. Disconnection. I love God, I love God. Oh, did you hear what such and such said? Uh, blah, 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 blah. I love God God says "Thank again time to tweak some stuff time to move some furniture around are you hearing me amen where are the Christians that are dead to their own fleshly desires to pick up God's desires as I'm getting close to the end here go to John 3 30 John 3 30 John the Baptist no he wasn't Southern Baptist Who's Baptist. <laughs> All right, John 3:30. John said an amazing statement. In fact, um, Laura referred to this in, in the uh, praise and worship, and I was like, "Thanks, Holy Ghost. He always sets it up. John said this: "He, meaning Jesus, must increase, but I must decrease." Now, how do we decrease? Go to John 15, 1 and 2. I want to show you this. This was really interesting how the Holy Ghost tied this together for me when I was reading this. How do we decrease? John 15, 1 and 2 says this. Jesus said, I am the true vine. Okay, well, if he's the true vine, there must be some false vines out there that aren't given any nutrients. What's that false vine? World Money, alcohol, all these things. All these people are plugged into everything else except for the true vine. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit he, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Now that word vine dresser there, that word vine dresser literally means gardener. How many of you know that God is our gardener? Oh, think about this. Oh, this is rich. God is tilling the ground of your heart. How many of you heard that verse in the Old Testament there? Break up your fallow ground or your hard ground of your heart. God is our gardener. Praise God. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit searches our hearts. Boy, he's just taking that flashlight, boy. He's constantly looking. He's you know, constantly looking for something. You go to do something at church, and the Holy Spirit shines on that and says, Oh you got to deal with your motive on that. Your motive wasn't pure on that. Are you hearing me? Think about this now. He's, he's searching our hearts constantly. God is our gardener. Listen, God is cutting the dead branches off of your life so that new and healthy ones can grow back and bear fruit for God. So how do we decrease? We let the Holy Ghost chop some branches off of us. Oh, we let the Holy Ghost chop some of that dead wood off of us. How many of you know we got some dead wood? <laughs> We've got some major dead wood. And it's a weight. The Bible calls it, uh, in Hebrews, he goes, let go of those sins and weights. Man, we got a lot of weights on us. And a lot of it is just a lot of dead wood that's not producing any fruit. So how do we de- decrease? we got to get rid of some wood. we gotta let, we got to let the gardener come across here. We need to let the gardener come into our garden. Amen? Amen. The garden of our heart. God is trying to pull the weeds out of your life that are choking the spiritual life out of you. That's what weeds do. Weeds take out nutrients. They take nutrients that should be going to the real plants. The gardener's trying to pull some weeds out of your life that's choking your spiritual life out. And I'll tell you this, much cutting and pulling happened during praise and worship. Why? Because your spirit man becomes more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. That's why I've, been in, I've increased the number of songs. That's why I've increased the number of songs. Because I realize the Holy Ghost is showing me that there is a work taking place in our hearts when we are in praise and worship. Now, you can either cooperate with Him or you don't have to. It's that simple. But it's to your advantage to let Him cut that dead wood off. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We are long overdue for some gardening and pruning. Stop resisting the work of the Holy Spirit. It's a very humbling experience when the Holy Spirit puts his finger on that decayed area of your life. But you know what? God is concerned about you and your spiritual health. He is concerned about you because he wants wants you to be so enthralled with him. He wants you to embrace the cross at any cost. Who's willing to do it? Who's willing to do it? Because I said it before, if this is just some religious game, if this is just some country club thing, I'd rather sit home and watch reruns of Gilligan's Island in my fat pants. Are you hearing me? I'm serious. Hallelujah. Why waste our time? God didn't bring me to Big Rapids to bring you into the wilderness. We're going up to the mountain of God. I'm telling you, something is about to take place. Something's about to break. God didn't bring Tom and Carol out here to bring the kids in the wilderness. We're going up to the mountain. We're going up to the mountain. Hallelujah. Now, every time you allow God to pull a weed out of your life, you're decreasing and Christ is increasing in your life. Are you hearing me? Now, last, my last scripture here as I close is John 15, 9 through 11. Just skip down here. John 15, 9 and 11, it says, Jesus said, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love, or continue in my love. Stay with me. Stay connected. Stay connected to me, the true vine. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Verse 11, listen to this. These things, so when he said these things, everything he said prior... He's going to sum this thing up right now. Listen to this. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Now, if we allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in us fully, our joy will remain and our joy will be full. Why? Because God is pulling away the cobwebs. He's dusting us off. He's cleaning us off. He's taking the junk off of anything that would try to hinder that joy from being manifested in our life. How many of you have seen Christians before? They're, when they get born again, when they first get born again, they're just on fire for the Lord, boy. I mean, they're, they're walking. You can see fire going on the back of them. I'm telling you. But then things start to slow down. They start to get a little more cold. They're not, as, they're, they're not sharing Christ like they used to. They're, you know what's going on? The Holy Ghost is shining a light on areas that they need to change If they would just let the Holy Ghost deal with it, that joy would remain. The problem is 99.9% of the people don't deal with it. So then they backslide, they get cold. Are you hearing me? And their joy doesn't remain. And their joy is not full. I'm telling you, it's an epidemic. It's an epidemic in the body of Christ. It's not pleasant, but it's needful. It must take place in you. And when you let it take place, you will walk in a supernatural dimension that you have never experienced before in your walk with the Lord. I'm speaking that by the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, cooperate with Him. When you leave here today, cooperate with Him. So, I want to exhort you, pursue the cross like never before. Take up the cross and walk in the steps of the Master. Jesus, who has conquered death, hell, and the grave. Amen? Amen? Let's stand in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, he's doing something in us. Oh, the gardener has his tools out. And he's just he wants to, for your own good, not to cause you pain, not to hurt you, but to help you. To help you. He wants... That closer walk with you. He wants to use you in a greater dimension. Now, maybe there's someone in this place you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life. The Word of God says today is the day of salvation. Don't leave this building without making Him Lord of your life. You don't know when you're going to take your last breath. The Bible says that after you die, it's going to be the judgment. That's it. It's appointed, and a man wants to die, and then judgment. If you never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to meet me up here, and I want to give you a new birthday. (laughs) God will give you a new birthday. The born-again experience. The salvation experience. Make Jesus your Lord and Savior today. Come on down. If you are one of those Christians who have fallen away, you backslid, you know what? The Holy Ghost was trying to shine things on your life, and you just, you ran away from the cross. You said it hurts too bad. These slivers hurt too bad and you ran away from Jesus. But today, you want to come back and you're ready to embrace the cross. You're ready to pick it up and you're ready to walk up that Via Della Rosa. If that's you, I want you to come down to this altar. Settle it today. Settle it today. Rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. Jesus said in Acts 1a, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Oh, many Christians have 50% of it see the Holy Spirit in the New Testament he comes in when you're born again but then there's a second experience called the baptism where he immerses you he comes upon you if you've never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit I want you to come to this altar and I want to lay hands on you and pray with you to receive him maybe you need a physical healing maybe you need an emotional healing maybe you need a deliverance Maybe you need someone just to come in agreement with you about a situation in your life, in your family. If that's you, I want you to come down. The rest of you, I'm just opening the altar for you. If you just want to, just like those kids at Ford Field, you want to lift your hand to the Lord and you say, I want the cross. If you want the cross, I want you to join me at this altar right now. The rest of you, for those other four things, meet me over there by that baptismal. I hear it ringing in my spirit. The Holy Ghost is saying, "Who's willing to pursue the cross at any cost?" Then I hear Him saying, "Those who do, my power is going to be loosed in your life like never before." Oh, hallelujah. Many, many talk about my power, but few see it and flow in it. And it's because of this right here that I preach. They're not willing to embrace the cross of Christ. They're not willing to take the plunge. That's it. Tell him you're ready. If you're honestly, don't just lip service it today. Not just lip service. But if you really want everything that God has and you're willing to do what it takes. Come on. He loves you. He's not going to lead you into a situation to hurt. You. I'm telling you. He's out he's looking out for you. Don't be afraid of your father. Come on. Come on. Just come on. Come on. Embrace the cross, take hold of the cross today. Hallelujah. You are my love. You are
1: my God. And I lay down. But our way is not of those who draw back to eternal misery and are utterly destroyed. But we are of those who believe, who cleave to and trust in and rely on God through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and by faith preserve the soul.
0: No drawing back. Come on, my question again is to you. My question is, where are you going to go? Where else are you going to go? Come on. true life is found in Jesus. Jesus said, when you lose your life, you're going to find it. In other words, when you lose it, when you're ready to embrace that cross, you're going to find life. You're going to find your joy that you've been searching for. You're going to find that peace you've been searching for. You're going to flow in the gifts like never before when you're ready to receive everything God has for you. Amen. Hallelujah.
1: service today, God gave me a word out of his word. 2 second Corinthians 714. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. We pray for our country and our president's We pray for each other, which is what we need to do. But if we really want to bring our country to know the Lord again, it starts with us. And this is what he told me today, and this is something I needed to repent for today. Instead of looking at other people, I had to humble myself and slay my wicked man today.
0: Keep playing the music. Does someone have a bulletin to hand me? There's something I want to read something on the back that she, she just clued me off. Thank you very much. This, this is powerful saying here. Listen to this. She just was talking about how she was humbled and how she had to repent. It's, it says this. Oh, how horrible our sins look when they are committed by someone else. How, how is that true? oh how horrible our sins look when they're committed by someone else. In other words, we're quick to point the finger here. But look, when we're pointing the finger here, I got three fingers pointing right back at me. That's why we need to examine our own life. Amen? Praise God. Just worship the Lord. Continue to worship the Lord. The presence of the Lord is powerful in this place today.
1: Hallelujah.
0: are singing in heaven today. Another one in the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord. Continue to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Our God is with us. He has not forsaken us. He's with us. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, I like that, that God is not putting on a side show, it's an inside show. Amen. It starts on the inside and works its way out. Amen. Anyone else who has not made Jesus Lord of their life or you're not sure if you died today, That you would be going to heaven for eternity. If you don't have that insurance, meet me over here. Don't leave this building without doing it. This could be the very reason why God brought you here today. You don't know what's in your, you don't know what's going to be taking place and what the enemy's scheming. Meet me right here. If you don't know for sure that you would go to heaven if you died today, meet me over here. And I want to pray with you. Let's just settle it. Let's just seal the deal today. Amen? Today's the day of salvation. And all of us believers, we need to draw out of the wells of salvation. Amen? We need to draw out of the wells of salvation. We need to tap into everything that salvation offers us through Jesus Christ. And it's more than just going to heaven on the by and by. Amen? It's living an abundant life. Jesus said, I came to give an abundant life to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anyone else, you don't know, I'm telling you, you don't know if you'd go to heaven for sure. You're like, well, maybe I would. Maybe it's not good enough. Maybe it's not good to teeter on the line of eternity. It's not good enough. Meet me up here. Meet me up here. If that's you, maybe is not good enough. I don't want to stake my eternal destination on a maybe. Amen. And you shouldn't either. Oh, Hallelujah. Only Jesus is worthy. Hallelujah. We need some boldness in the body of Christ. People who are going to stand up and speak the full word of God without shame, without embarrassment. Amen? That's where the power is going to be flowing. Not seeker sensitive, but spirit sensitive, Holy Spirit sensitive. Amen? He'll take care of the rest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. is with us, and He lives on the inside, He is the Prince of Peace, He is the Word of Life, He is the King of Kings, He is, Jesus is Lord, He is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. You need peace, we'll go to the Prince of Peace. Amen? Well, praise God. Chris, you can just, I'm going to release them here at the, just play the last song. It's a good one. Jesus, you're my best friend. Powerful song. The Holy Ghost is doing a work. He's starting something here and allow him to finish it. Amen? You have something? Oh, you hang out hang out youth for they got you have a meeting but just continue to let the holy spirit do what he wants to do amen and let's go out and let's be bold for jesus visitors thanks for coming come on back next time you come you're not a visitor you're part of the family amen be blessed